This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Happy Friday and welcome to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus. Uh, so we've got a full slate for you uh, this evening. We've got Ian Abreu on uh, sometime later in this hour. We have Jack Spillane joining us, the New Bedford Light, at 8 p.m. But first, uh, you heard in the news segment that there was a, um, a discussion and a vote in the city council regarding a cost of living adjustment uh, for retirees in the city. We have Lenny... Uh, sorry, I... Uh, how do you pronounce your last name? It's Belargeron. Belar- Lenny Belargeron uh, here, the chair of the New Bedford Retirement Board. So, um, Lenny, uh, just before we get started, uh, can you tell us what is um, the uh, role of the New Bed uh, of the Retirement Board in the city? Okay, the New Bedford Retirement Board is separate and distinct from the city. It is a city function, but it's it's separate and distinct under Chapter Thirty Two of Mass General Laws. And what it is is there. Uh, what it, what it, what it is is we. Uh, there are five members. Uh, two are appointed. Oh, I'm sorry. One is one is appointed by by the mayor or the city. One is the auditor by the law. Two are, are elected. I'm one of the elected, and uh, the other elected is James Comer. and then one is a neutral fifth party that is selected by the retirement board itself. Okay. Um, so that you have a number of five. So you always have the odd vote in, in the event. So what, what the board does is it invest the monies that come in from the retirees that are deducted pay on their, through their payroll. It also invests the monies that the city provides to the, in, due, due to its obligations to the, to the retirement board based on the funding schedule that the New Bedford Retirement Board uh, selects for them. Okay. So that's done through an actuarial study every two years. And going back, and I've been on, I've, I've done two, uh, three of them, I'm sorry, uh, going back to 2018, 2020, and 2000, uh, the most recent in 2022, we selected, the, the board selected a funding schedule that was beneficial to the city that didn't, wasn't, wasn't cost prohibitive to the city. Okay. Um, we take those monies and we invest it. We have an investment manager and then we have money managers. And the money managers are the accounts that we have approximately 10 of them. It would be like Lord Abbott. It would be any one of those f- firms that would take your money and invest it for you. And then sure. the investment manager oversees and guides us and says, look, they're doing, they're doing poorly. We need to monitor them or we need to get rid of them and move on, move on to another, another, uh, another money manager. So those monies are invested. That's the, that's the, the fiduciary responsibility of the board. Okay. The second responsibility of the board is to um, approve superannuation retirements, review them, and disability retirements. Okay. So when we review the disability retirements, we make a decision as whether or not the individual needs to be seen by a doctor, a third, three-party panel, and then based on the report from the, the medical panel, the board will vote yay and nay as to whether or not the, the individual is disabled. Um, and that's pr- the primary role of the, 
other than uh, the budget. There was a budget that we we approved for the operation of the uh, the board. Uh, we currently have the executive director, uh, Eric Cohen, doing a marvelous job. And the uh, other uh, other uh, shout out to uh, Helen DeForge and uh, Sandy and uh, uh, Mary Lou for the hard work they do down in the, down on the board for us. Um, and that's kind of what the, the board does. Um, we uh, took the, took a, a vote going back in September to increase the cola base, which the board is allowed to do. Sure. Uh, the cola base was, was established in 1998 at 12,000. Prior to 1998, it was 9,000. And just, just to clarify, point of clarification, COLA is an acronym for Cost of Living Adjustment. Correct. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm no, it's fine. Uh, it's fine. Uh, so um, you you said uh, when you said you're elected, does that mean uh, elected by whom? I'm elected. I'm elected by the uh, actives and the retired uh, members of okay. the system, not the survivors, the actual uh, retired member. The survivors don't have a vote under the law. OK, so, uh, you know, currently um, the total number of people in the system, I don't have this, you know, Minus the survivors, but I don't have that. Is uh, excuse me, three thousand seven hundred ninety members okay. are eligible. Uh, give or take, let's remove the survivors. Uh, the survivors about three hundred, so sure. that would be about thirty four hundred ninety. Make it thirty four hundred people that would be eligible that are system members to vote for for uh, uh, their board members. Okay, I received the votes. James Comer received the votes. And then as the board uh, meets, the prior chairman, uh, Jim Allen, uh, uh, decided not to run this time because he was going to move out to the West Coast to be with his grandchildren. Okay. Um, uh, then there was an election. Myself got myself and James Cummer got, uh, got elected. Uh, after the election, uh, a vote was held to nominate a chairperson. I was nominated to be the chairperson of the board, and I am currently the chairperson of the board. So, in essence, I'm the kind of the boss of the board. Sure. So, we're speaking with Lenny Belargeron. He is the chair of the New Bedford Retirement Board. Uh, there was a a, uh, a big vote in the city council yesterday. You started to talk about that a little bit. You, uh, back in September, had approved a cost of living adjustment uh, for um, uh, how much? What amount? With, with, to move the base from 12000 which was established in 1998, 20, almost 25 years ago. It'll right. be 25 years uh, come 23. So we voted to, to, to increase the COLA base to 14,000. 14, okay. And the reason being is, number one, it had been 25 years since the COLA base had been moved. Sure. And we were only one of 12 systems in the in out of 102 retirement systems in the Commonwealth that were still at 12,000. Wow. So, you know, uh, there currently are 17 systems at 13,000. 30 systems are at 14,000, 15 systems are at 15,000, 13 systems are currently at 16,000, and five systems are at 17,000, and 11 are at 18,000. Okay. So we felt that 14,000 uh, was... Now, when you say the base, what is it, what, what exactly does that mean? So 14,000... Um, so the base, what, the, the base the, has been increased to 14,000. Would, would be increased to 14,000. The first step, and I want to say, thank the council. I, I really want to thank the council for their vote yesterday. It was a courageous vote. 
Um, I think they recognize the needs of the retirees in, the, in these times where inflation is really out of control. Uh, gas prices, food prices, f- uh, energy prices are really out of control. And uh, with the uh, average pensioner in the city of New Bedford collecting approximately 27000 that okay. was needed. So what happens is 14000 would be the maximum um, COLA. Okay. Then I got it. Un- no. under, under the law, the cost of living adjustment. Then yeah. under the law, the board could vote for no COLA increases in a year or up to 3% on the 14000 or the 12000 I understand that. So currently, this board voted unanimously for 3% on 12000 which is $360 a year per member spread out over 12 months. Okay. With the current, the current uh, vote, if it stands through the council, it's going to look full council for the vote, and then it's going to go to the mayor. And what the mayor does with it, uh, I, I can assume what he's going to do with it, but I'll just leave it at that. And then um, if he signs off on it, uh, it's it's uh, it's approved. If he rejects it, it goes back to the council They'll just override to override the, the vote, and yeah. it's two thirds override. Right, and they have it was ten and it was ten and zero last night, and it would have been eleven and zero if Maria Giesta was there, but she I think was under the weather. So uh, they have the it's they have the a, a, they had a unanimous vote to send it out of a, a committee. So the the concern that you said that uh, I think that's important to remember the the average um, the average cola for for I mean the average. Um, a pension for somebody that's living in the city is twenty seven thousand per year. That's right? right, and there's a lot of people that are under that twenty seven thousand. Right, that's right. Some of your higher paid uh, unit C employees that retired that are up in the three figures bring that average up, right, so to speak. So we're speaking with Lenny Belageron. He is the chair of the New Bedford Retirement Board. Uh, there was a vote uh, to increase the cost of living adjustment for retirees. Uh, the base was 12000 now. Uh, it's on its way to being uh, 14000 now. Uh, Mayor Mitchell's office um, had uh, sent, well, the city government essentially, which is the you know the executive side headed by the mayor, uh, had uh, had their um, Mike Gagne, who's the CFO, and uh, they had had an independent, I think, some independent uh, analyst there as well, a third party, and what they were saying was that this is cost, this is cost prohibitive because it's going to cost um, the people uh, or the t- uh, it's going to cost the budget. Um, a, a million dollars per year and 13.4 million over the next uh, 12 years. Um, is it cost prohibitive? Uh, is this is this cost of living adjust, adjustment or uh, the, the, the COLA base, is it cost prohibitive? So just to my numbers, and, and I'm not a mathematician, I'm not a bean counter, I'm not, uh, <laughs> I'm not uh, you know, an auditor. But based on my numbers, um, currently... Um, we the cola base per year at three sixty. Three sixty times the fourteen hundred and eighty seven New Bethed retirees. Keep in mind the city merged the there are other members in the system, and I'll give you the the names of the other other I'm sorry, the other there's other units in the system. That's the Greater Region of New Bedford Vocational High School with 105 members, mm-hmm. New Bedford Harbor Development with twelve members. New Bedford Housing Authority with 112 members, Refuse Management with 14 members, Southeastern Regional Transit Authority with seven members. There's a total of 250 
members out of those that aren't city or city or school department employees uh, that the city's resp- not responsible for putting into okay. the system. They're responsible for putting in for their, their people. So there currently is 1,487 um, retirees in the system or survivors in the system. $360, doing my math, times 1,487 equals $535,320,000. Okay. That's at the twelve thousand cola base, increasing it to the fourteen thousand dollar cola base at three percent maximum. Keep in mind, it could be a zero, it could be three. It's yeah. how the board votes. Right. Uh, at one point, it wasn't three; it was two point five. Sure. Um, you know, currently uh, there are two members that normally vote on the side of the city, and it's usually uh, this last time was unusual because I think they they the city realized the cost of was going up and they agreed to the three but normally the two city members the auditor and the appointee will vote no sure on the cola okay okay and i understand that that's they're protecting the city they you know they're sure. doing what they, they're doing the bidding of the city that's why they're there so my my take on this by increasing the cola base to fourteen thousand, it equals to four hundred and twenty dollars a year which is a difference of sixty dollars yeah sixty dollar increase spread out over twelve 12 months is $5 a month per each for each member so in survivor so $420 times 1487 uh employees or retirees I'm sorry equals $624,540 that's in the first year I understand it's cumulative yeah so that stays when when you get that 420 that stays with you it's cumulative mm-hmm. so that uh Using this as an example, at fifty thousand, if I'm getting uh, this year, I'm getting fifty thousand four twenty. If a three percent, if a three percent uh, 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 vote on a on the fourteen thousand is it takes place, then it would be an additional four twenty. It would go to eight forty, so it'd be fifteen fifty thousand eight hundred forty dollars, and so on and so on and so on. That's how thing sure. how the city come up with a million dollars in its first year is beyond me because it's for it's it's it's, so, so it's that, less than that so that figures um a misrepresentation of the actual um what you guys have or basically or the actual cost these are the numbers i'm i'm you know the number to me the numbers don't lie i'm just presenting the numbers as is it's 1487 current retirees or survivors that the city of new bedford is responsible for uh as well as the retirement board and um, doing the math by four hundred and twenty dollars for a cola for a maximum again uh, for the audience out there you got to remember it could be zero could yeah. be one you because you be vote every year and whether or not to make it either from zero to three percent cost Correct. of living adjustment right and it can't be exceed the fourteen thousand unless there's another cola vote to increase it up to and, and right now sure. you're allowed to go to eighteen thousand we thought that it was unreasonable was untenable for the city to do sure. we fought felt fourteen thousand after. 25 years and we gave them until next fiscal year it doesn't begin until fiscal year 24 so we voted on this in september again the vote was three to three to two with the two uh, elected members and the one neutral who voted for the two city reps represented voted, voted no yeah. but it did go through three to two and it, it would take effect if the council continued continues to march on and, and votes for this yeah it would we, take effect July of uh, 2024. We just we just probably expect that to happen. So if um so uh but what they were saying last night is the city isn't in a financial position to handle this 
until the year 2035. Um, what's your position on that? Well, that's when under the, under the law, uh, again, for the audience out there, under the, under the law currently as it stands, all the pension systems within the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, 102, have to be fully funded by 2035. Okay. So what uh, Mr. Ekstrom was saying, who was a former board, uh, retirement board member, uh, who uh, is now a, a, a subcontractor for the city, um, uh, st- you know, stated is we the city can afford it once it's fully funded. Yeah, which is two hundred two thousand and thirty five. Do the math. We're now at two thousand and twenty two. Yeah, so he's years. asking for an additional thirteen years. Add that on to the twenty five years. He's asking the retirees with cost inflation rates going up. Uh, cost of energy, uh, er, you name it across the board. Everything's, Interest rates, more, everything's more expensive. You're asking them to wait 38 years. Yeah. Most of them are going to be dead. I was going to say not to, not, also, yeah, not to be crass, but yeah, they're retirees. So 30 years is, yeah, right. A life, literally a lifetime. So um, we're speaking with Lenny Bellagio. He's the chair of the New Bedford Retirement Board. They had a critical vote in the city council uh, to uh, raise the cost of living adjustment base from 12000 to 14000 That vote was successful uh, it, in uh, the finance committee. It goes to a full council vote that uh, since the finance committee is a committee on the whole and it was unanimous there it'll probably be unanimous in the full council vote it'll go to the mayor seems like the mayor is going to veto it but it'll probably go to the council and the council will override that veto that's i think the summation of it so um uh so lenny i appreciate you coming on i think this is really important you know obviously you said there's how many retirees and survivors and just so people don't know survivors are um, spouses or children? Well, I, I call them the widows and orphans because yeah. that's what they really are. There's, they're, they're widows and orphans. Okay. So the yeah. So the the uh, there's about you said three thousand or so uh, survive uh, survivors or retirees in the city that desperately need at least a modest uh, increase in the cola base and. Um, it looks like the city council's well on its way to doing that. Are there any other important issues that um, you wanted to bring up with respect to retirees in the city? Well, just the thing, the cost difference from going from in the first year, again, I get it, it's cumulative. The cost difference in the first year over the second year, 12000 versus 14000 is $89,220. If you deduct the six, take 624, 540 and deduct 535, 320 it's $89,220 increase over uh, last year's COLA uh, okay. increase. And again, there's no guarantees in life. You know, we don't know. The fifth member truly, truly is a, uh, a neutral. She, she uh, you know, she does a, a marvelous job uh, for the city. Sure. Um, I think everybody on the board does, you know, we may have some disagreements, but I think the board in general works well together. Uh, mm-hmm. We have a new board member, new auditor, uh, and Emily Opke, um, a real, you know, real conscientious individual, Angela Nathau for the appointee for the city, um, you know, always there for the city, uh, but conscientious as a board member. We all work together. We all, but you know, you're going to have differences. There's, sure. That's, that's the nature of the thing. But at the end of the day, we all walk away and, we, you know, we're all, you know, friends at the end. Of, I would consider ourselves friends at the end of the day. Sure. So, um, you know, that, that's basically it. Like our system is 52.2% funded. Keep in mind we're 52.2% funded because 
the path that we took. We're still going to be fully funded by 2035 by by adopting the lower um, schedule, right? Sure. The, the lower um, um, funding schedule. So we'll still be there, but the system suffers at the end because we're not getting to the point where we want to be quicker because we're putting in less into the into the, so it's a balance. But we'll still be there at 2035 based on the actuarial studies. They'll be fully funded by 2035 if we keep going the way we're going. Okay. It's just that we we're getting there slower. Right. So when the city brings up, well, they're, they're lower lower funded. Well, we're lower funded because your obligations aren't being met. You know, we're not doing aggressive. Well, you may meet your obligations, but we're not being aggressive with with the funding schedule. If we were fu aggressive with the funding schedule because we're trying to help the city, we would be in the 60, 70 range. Okay. As, as uh, Mr. Ekstrom was talking about yesterday. Right. Um, and, and one of the other things I say is, you know, they were concerned about the funding schedule. Well, Springfield, the city of Springfield is just a little over 30% funded. The worst in the state. They were at 13,000 COLA base for years. They just went to 14,000. Right. If they can afford to go, which is a larger system, much larger system than the city of New Bedford, if they yeah. can afford to go to 14,000, I'm sure the city of New Bedford can afford to go to 14,000. Absolutely. So Lenny Bellagio is the chair of the New Bedford Retirement Board. Again, that was a big vote by the city council that will likely... Uh, uh, after a few more steps be ratified and uh, will be the cost of living adjustment based from 12000 to 14000 And um, Lenny, I appreciate you coming on, uh, sharing, uh, talking about this, I think, really important issue. I definitely, for a lot of our audience who I know are retirees and retirees in the uh, city specifically, and uh, I look forward to talking with you more in the future about this. Thank you, Marcus, and I really appreciate you having me on. And uh uh, again, uh, thanks, uh, thanks to the city council for the, their courageous vote. Uh, looking forward, uh, uh, you know, going forward and working with them uh, in the future. Uh, you know, if need be, I'm um, I'm always open. So uh, I've, uh, my, my life's like an open book. So uh, <laughs> anybody that needs me, uh, you know, I'm always available. I'm, I'm a phone call away. Great. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you very much. Friday. Welcome back to South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus. Got a uh, that was Lenny Belageron, the chair of the retirement board. I think talking about a very important issue. And I know we have a lot of retirees in the audience, so I wanted to have him on and uh, looking forward to more conversations with him in the future. We've got Jack Spillane at eight o'clock. Um, but first, I see some calls on the line. It's I see some calls on the line. I'll get to those at 508-996-0500. Uh, but first, we're joined uh, by New Bedford City Council President Ian Abreu to talk about a special event he has going on. Hey, Ian. Hi, Marcus. Good evening. Thanks for having me on. And uh, I know you've got callers who uh, want to get on, so I'll be very quick. Um, I just wanted to, and again, thanks for having uh, giving me the chance to promote this. Um, tomorrow... Yeah morning uh, starting at 10 a.m. from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Kilburn Mill located at 127 West Rodney French Boulevard of course in the south end of the city. Um, myself, um, the folks at the Kilburn Mill and AFC AdCore were happy to be providing uh, the community with free turkeys uh, with all the trimmings and fixings that go with it tomorrow at the mill from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. for those in our community who may be in need. Um, it's uh, no questions asked when you come, and uh, we do operate on the honor system, but um, if you or 
um, anyone uh, uh, that you know of that may be listening right now uh, is in need of a great meal this Thanksgiving, stop on by the mill uh, between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. Um, they will be given out on a first-come, first-served basis. So, um, I mean, I, if you are in need or know someone in need, I'd get there as close to or at least at 10 o'clock as close to it as possible uh, because, for all you know, there could be a big line. And the bill could be, we could be out by 1030. So I'd get there right. as soon as possible. So that is 10 to, you said it'll be 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Kilburn Mill. And it's, uh, you you guys are giving out uh, turkeys? Yes, it'll be on the first floor of the mill. Uh, so when you walk in, uh, for example, in the main uh, store, uh, 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 stairs uh, in the ramp, you know, Doco, uh, New Bedford Doe Company, the restaurant would be to your left. The main hallway is there with the stairs that go up to the second and third floor. Just hang a right in the main lobby and the desk and the tables will be right there with the turkeys with all the fixings. So um, please come, uh, not only just get a turkey and go, but uh, there'll be all the, uh, the sides that go with it. And again, it's no questions asked. And it's just something nice for the community. We're happy to do it. And this is something that actually started during the COVID-19 pandemic uh, back in 2020 uh, with uh, myself and AtCore and the Kilburn Mill, and we've kept it going ever since. So this is the third year running doing this, and uh, we're looking to expand it as well. We're talking about doing something similar for Christmas. So great. Uh, when the Christmas season comes, I'll be sure to call in again if you allow me, and we can talk about that at that point as well. You know what, Ian? I will allow you. I'll allow it. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> so, it. Thanks, Mark. So, uh, so Ian, you also have um, – so I know you're you're, you're advertising with us the uh, Silmo syrup. Uh, you have a holiday pop up coming up uh, next week. I remember when you brought that to Chris and me on on uh, Christmas Eve uh, when we were at, here at the station, and uh, it was very good. Um, so tell us a little bit about that. Sure, thank you. I'll be recording my uh, my commercial next week actually, and uh, I'll be on with Tim in addition to my council slot, but to promote it as well. Um, so yeah, it'll be on Saturday, December 3rd. So it'll be one weekend after Thanksgiving at, again, believe it or not, the Kilburn Mill, because uh, I'm partnering with them. They're allowing me to, to rent and use their lobby space down on the first floor, which is wonderful. Uh, it'll be from 9 a.m. To, uh, to 12 p.m., or as for as long as the product lasts. Uh, we have um, we are making enough for 500 pints, so 500 pints, and that will be first come, first serve as well. Um, most New Bedfordites and South Coast residents who are at least over 30 recall and remember Somo syrup. Um, it's, in my opinion, the best coffee syrup uh, around uh, because we don't use fake extracts. We are the real deal. Um, we were organic before it was cool and in vogue to be organic, you know, and... Um, I think it comes out in the taste. People will experience it. They'll 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 uh, they'll enjoy it. And I got to tell you, we created an event on Facebook just to get some buzz. In a half a day, we already have over 260 RSVPs for people who want to go to this. So it's going to be a great pop up again. Uh, Saturday, December third, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Uh, noon. But of course, we'll be there as needed uh, a little bit longer if we have to. to to fill the need. So um, similar to that, I, based on the buzz that we're hearing out there, if you really want to get some Somo and remit, uh, reminisce, I'd get there as close to nine as possible because 
we may have a, quite a line at this thing. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll see how it plays out. But um, I appreciate you allowing me the chance to talk about that as well. Um, we'll be, uh, I think, I think I know folks will be hearing my commercials uh, on your station next week, and uh, that should be an exciting time. That I got to tell you, it's been. Um, a really good exercise for me uh, as an elected official and as the city council president to have gone through the process of opening a small business. Of course. Um, we hear the plight of our constituents about whether it's bureaucracy or red tape at the state, local, or federal level. We hear about the permitting processes and all of that. But unless you really do it, Marcus, you don't understand. You can say, yeah, 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 and go to that and try to help. And I have and we do. But unless you really do it, you don't understand. And now I really understand. And my love and affection for all of our small business owners in New Bedford has grown tenfold because I've lived it myself. And uh, it's certainly a tip of the cap to all of them. So, Ian, um, uh, before I um, before I let you go, a little bit of city business I got to ask. So uh, I have a column up on WBSM.com people can check out. But, I, you know, when I had Mayor Mitchell on, he casually brought up uh, the dates he had got he had heard about the special election to replace Hugh Dunn yeah. on the city council. Yeah. So uh, those dates are February 28th uh, for the general, January 24th for the preliminary. That's got to go for your approval. But that would there there would probably be no reason that you'd adjust those dates. Right. No, those are the appropriate dates that um, uh, that our clerk uh, had set with us, and we had to send it over to the election commissioner, but uh, we're the ones who set the date and order the election, so uh, we're going to be ordering that next Tuesday uh, as a normal part of our business to fill the seat. Um, got a lot of people reaching out to me, and I know to the media, that are at least considering throwing their hat in the ring. I can pretty much guarantee you we are going to have a preliminary yeah uh, i know you and i were chatting the other day there's at least four to five maybe even six solid names of people who either are about to run or are confirmed to run so yeah. this is going to be an exciting time for ward three and if you're a ward three resident uh you know you're also a constituent of mine as i'm a counselor at large but so to all my friends in ward three i would just tell you listen to the platforms of all these candidates do your homework uh, ask the tough questions, and please go vote. Vote accordingly. Uh, special elections typically don't draw a high turnout, but this one uh, really deserves a high turnout because we need to fill the seat right away. Councilor Dunn is leaving. Um, we'll have 10 members on the council for two months. So what does that mean? Well, that means Gridlock. If, we, if we vote <laughs> on an item and it ties at five to five, yeah. ties fail. Tied votes fail. Okay. Um, so six to five votes uh, swing the pendulum on important items one way or the other. Um, I would know I'm the recipient of a six to five vote for the council presidency. It's true. So yeah. No, no one knows the importance of a six to five vo- vote more than I do, Marcus. So, <laughs> so Ian, um, just just uh, one more thing. Like, what was so? What was your experience working with Councilor Dunn while he was on the council, and what are you looking for uh, for qualities in his uh, successor? Councilor Dunn was always very professional with me um, whenever uh, we were in meetings together, especially when he was the ordinance chairman, for which I gave him the chairmanship again this year as council president. I found him to be very digital, diligent, and professional, uh, performed his duties. Um, I, I would say for the for his successor, um, 
the name of the game is really constituent service. Uh, and I know when, when we have these debates for council seats or for the mayor's office or whatever, we, we get asked the questions by you guys in the media about the real complex high-level stuff like the Advanced Manufacturing Park on Hathaway Road or the Hicks-Logan Redevelopment Area or some real big important issues like police contracts and whatnot. But um, at the end of the day, especially if you're a ward counselor, constituent service is really the name of the game. You have to be responsive. You have to be engaged in the neighborhoods. You have to have your sleeves rolled up. Um, you know, uh, potholes, streetlights, quality of life issues, uh, infrastructure-related matters. Um, you've got to have a great working relationship with the local area police captains and our police chief and our fire chief and district chiefs and uh, the folks at our Department of Public Infrastructure. Because if you don't, we're not going to get things done for our constituents. So you have to be able to go in and not only work with your colleagues and the mayor when appropriate, but you've got to work with your city department heads because if you can't, you're not going to get anything done. So that's my recommendation to anybody running for office. Um, really, you need to key in on and, and focus on taxpayer constituent services. And, uh, you know, I've done pretty well on that mantra. I know other Past counselors have done well with that as well, making sure that uh, you're immersed in the neighborhoods. And um, that's my recommendation. And I think I've had some, some moderate success at the ballot box here in New Bedford. So I hope if people are trying to are thinking about running for office in Ward 3, they may want to take heed to my advice. Hey, Ian, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Have a great weekend, Marcus. Thank you. You as well. 508-996-0500. Good evening. Oh, hey, Marcus. Um, uh, missed opportunity. You should have asked the counselor what he thought about the cost of living adjustment. Well, he was in favor of it. I heard him talk about okay. it this morning on Tim. So I, 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 oh, all right. I missed that. Yeah, um, yeah. A very important issue. I'm glad you, uh, you're addressing it. Uh, 52 and change percent of uh, funded uh, liability <clears throat> might be better than Springfield, but it still leaves 47 plus unfunded sure which is a huge burden and uh i believe so it sounds like it's about 13 years they're gonna have to uh, 12 fiscal years they're gonna have to fix this yep the only place they can go for that is the property owners unless there's yeah. some federal intervention and it's um i think what it it, it lends itself actually the, i had a what i would have liked to know and he said twenty-seven thousand average really would have been interested uh, uh, uh average pension Really would have been interested in what the median is, yeah. Um, but and also how that cost of living adjustment applies. So if you have a hundred thousand dollar a year pension or a ten thousand dollar a year pension, you're not going to get the same cost of living adjustment. Right. Um, and and I think it's really important to keep addressing this issue because it is the elephant in the room. Some municipalities across the country are in really tough shape to the point where they might have to go into receivership. Yeah. Um, it's happened to a few communities here at certain points. Actually, even the um, there were certain uh, aspects of the Boston city government, like the school department, that had to go into receivership because of, of uh, mismanagement. So um, that can well, happen for sure. 
Yeah, so, I mean, and I think... Hey, hey listen, I don't mean to cut yeah, you but, off. But, I'm so behind on breaks. Can you call back? All right, Mark. Call, call back. But keep, keep, keep after it. Thank you. All right, no problem. Just, yeah, give me a call back. I'm behind on breaks, so I got to take them. Listen to us live anywhere in the world on the WBSM app. Did you know... Marcus McCarthy. South Coast Tonight is the place to react to all of the day's news and where they make some news of their own. Back to the talk now on WBSM. Hey... Welcome back. Actually, I see Jack Spillane in the window, so I'm going to go let him in. I'm going to take this break, and uh, we'll be right back. I said hit. The WBSM app is first hour, and I'm here with uh, Jack Spillane. Hey, Jack. Hey, how are you? Just get two minutes, and you're out at eight. <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life. So, uh, Jack... We were just talking about it. Um, the pre, you know, you can check my column out on WBSM.com. We'd gotten the dates for the Ward 3 special election. Uh, the January 24th is the prelim, preliminary, uh, and uh, February 28th is the general. Quick turnaround, I think difficult for people who, are, who need to get name ID. Yeah, it is. Um, uh, I haven't heard too many names uh, yet. I was wondering if Henry Bousquet might give it another, another run. Um, yeah. Uh, I know there's... Uh, I mean, if he jumped in, it'd be his to lose. But um, I think that uh, I think that he's, he's still at Volk, right? Yeah, so it's probably still yeah. the same issues. He still wouldn't be able to get paid. Yeah, I thought that was. I mean, I didn't agree with that decision. I think by the ethics commission, uh, the ethics commission, to rescind his pay. But he did it. He went for as long as he could. You know, doing that job for free, and it's a lot to do for free. Well, well here's why I never understood that. George Rogers worked at the boat forever. Yeah, I'm sure George Rogers got paid. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not the best model. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but but just just from a precedent, right? Uh, yeah, no, I understand. I understand. Um, so yeah, we're just finishing up here. We've got about fifteen seconds until, and I'm just filibustering until that that uh that that clock here strikes thirty. Yep. So so the the satellite kicks in, and when it does, we'll we'll uh, we'll be joined on the other side of the eight o'clock hour with Jack Spillane of the New Bedford Light. 